Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Mallory bringing you another episode of the Share Planner Swing Trading Podcast. Now, if you go back to the last episode that I did, it was about, it was a three-part series. The first one was trading what you see. Number two was going to be managing the risk. And the third is letting the profits take care of themselves. So we've got the first episode out of the way. That is trading what you see. Today, I'm going to talk to you about managing the risk. And this is also a very difficult topic. But just to give you a bit of a refresher of what we talked about on the trading what you see, a lot of times as traders, we tend to overthink things. That's why a lot of times your doctors and your lawyers and your nuclear scientists or your astrophysicists, physicists, I can't even say the word, but um, those are the people that usually struggle quite a bit and unexpectedly struggle quite a bit with the stock market because they're so used to being able to think through all the problems and be able to use their smarts to to get them to where they've basically gotten themselves at in life. So with the stock market, you can think things through, but that's not necessarily what the stock market's going to do. So that's why it's so important to trade what you see, not necessarily what you think should be the case or what you think should happen because where that gets you in trouble is, is is when you have a stock market that is defying the odds and you're saying to yourself, there's no way it can continue to go up. The economics aren't there. The, the reports that we're seeing on a weekly basis doesn't support it. Earnings aren't that good. So there's no way that the market can keep going up. So you start to short the market thinking, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to prove to everybody just how smart I am and I'm going to short this market. And, and I'm going to make a killing in the process. Well, a day, a week, a month goes by, and the market's still going up and up and up. But you know that you're right because you're a pretty smart guy. And you think that there is no doubt in your mind that, that this is going to pay off. Well, another month, another two months goes by, and the market's still going up and up and up. And all of a sudden, you're getting calls from your broker, broker saying, hey, you need to cover cover your shorts. You got a margin call. And all of a sudden you realize whether I would think I'm going to be right or not, I don't have a choice in the matter. I have to get out of the position or you just basically lose everything. Um, Either way, trading what you think should be the case or what you think the market should do is usually a, a fool's 
path to profits. I mean, it just it doesn't exist. So what what I encourage people to do is to look at the charts to to to, to see what the market's doing, where is it trending, and then to follow those trends because when you start thinking that you know something that the market doesn't know, that's where you're going to get yourself into trouble. And the old saying that the market can stay irrational a lot longer than you can stay solvent is extremely true, extraordinarily true. And just because you think that something should happen doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. In fact, the market can keep keep up with its irrational behavior for far longer than anyone would ever imagine. And if you look at the stock market right now, we're kind of in that phase. We're in a phase right now where why is the market still making new all-time highs? How does it keep going up? Everybody talking talked about how if Trump were to get elected and Hillary was to lose the election, that the market would crash, that overseas markets would fall to pieces. Well, that was true for maybe about a couple hours. And then before the market opened, it was it was heading right back towards break even. And the markets rallied off of the Trump. Right. And in fact, it's been one of the greatest rallies of all time. I mean, just up, up, up. And in the meantime, everybody was forecasting that if Trump lost or if Trump won, that the entire world economy was going to go down the, the toilet. So you have to be willing to put aside your opinions, put aside your thoughts, what your beliefs are about the stock market and trade what you see. What is the market doing? So right now, a lot of people are worried that this is a um, fake rally or, or a rally that can't sustain itself. Well, that may be true, too, but it's not showing that right now. So you still have to trade to the long side because that's what the market's willing to do at this point in time. So trade long when the market's willing to go long. And then when the market does start to sell off and it, you start seeing behavior that's not conducive to a, to what would be typical in a trending market that goes higher, then that's when you start putting on the shorts. And that's when you start, you know, adding, adding new short exposure. But you have to be active and you have to be willing to uh, follow the market each day. So that so that you can be ready for when that time comes. But you have to let the market dictate to you the circumstances for why you trade and what you trade. And you can't you can't let the um, desire for what you think the market should do or what you think it ought to be doing dictate for that for you, because usually you're going to be wrong on that. So. All right. So that's basically in a nutshell what we talked about in the last um, podcast episode, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to it because that's just sort of like surface level stuff that I just gave you. I go into much bigger, much more detail than that um, with that particular podcast. So today it's now that we've got trading what you see out of the way. Now we're going to talk about managing the risk. And when you think about it, why do why do why do we get into the stock market? Why do people get lured in? Is it because they have a fascination with managing risk or is it because that they want to make money? Now, I will go out on a limb <laughs> and say that people get into the stock market because they want to bank some coin. OK, they want to get into the stock market because they don't like their jobs and they want 
to make more money. They want to drive nicer cars, live in bigger houses. They want to get rich. And that that's actually a really bad reason to get into the stock market as your primary focus. I mean, yes, if you get rich from the stock market, that's great. And a lot of people do and everything else. But it's important to have tempered expectations. That's why a lot of people get into penny stocks because they think that, oh, if I just hit that right penny stock, I can turn a thousand dollars into five hundred thousand dollars. And so they get into high risk assets. And as a result, they're they're blowing through capital and they don't understand why. But if you but for those who get into the stock market because they want to add some additional supplemental income or they just want to be a trader for themselves and they want to learn how to do it. All those all those reasons are good reasons for getting in, but they're not good enough reasons for sustaining you in the stock market. So if you get into the stock market and your sole focus is, is how much money can I make on this stock? Where is the target price at? Where do you think this stock price is going? I need a hot stock. I need a stock that's going to go through the roof. I want a stock that I can back up the truck and get in on the pullback and ride it to new all-time highs. Okay. Those those are things that are going to hurt you in the stock market. Instead, okay, instead, you have to look at trading as a function of risk management. You look at big corporations, they have entire departments dedicated to risk management for their products, for their company operations, etc. You look at trading, you're the only person that's trading, so... You have to be that function. You have to look at trading as a function of risk management. If you don't, all the profits in the world will not overcome the losses that you will also take along the way. And so, you know, if essentially what you want is you want to minimize your risk so much that it it basically allows you to take home as much of the profits as possible because if you're right 50% of the time and being right in the stock market 50% of the time is a pretty, pretty phenomenal achievement. Okay. Not many people can do that. I'm typically right about 55 to 57% of the time or so, but for most people that's unattainable. They just can't get to that 50% level, but let's just say that you do. Okay. And for every Every dollar that you make in the stock market on your winning trades, your losing trades are losing $2. What does that mean? It means you're losing. It doesn't matter how often you're right. It's how you are right. It's how you are wrong. And and how much money you make per trade means nothing if you can't keep the losses under control. So... You know, a person that can average 50% on every trade is only good if he could keep those losses around 25% on his losing trades. Or if a person who can average 10% on his winning trades needs to figure out how to keep his losses to less than 5%. So if you don't do that, you're setting yourself up. You're basically setting yourself up for failure there because, because if somebody... Somebody who's making 10% on his winning trades and losing 12% on his, on his losing trades doesn't have a winning trading strategy. Actually, 
I would back that statement that I just made up a little bit and say he does have a winning strategy. He just hasn't figured out how to manage the losers yet, okay? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So the winning, the, the, the strategy or the success to trading isn't so much in how much money you can make to the winning side. It's how much you can keep the losses down on the losing side. Because if you don't keep those losses down, all the profits in the world will not, will not matter. You're going to lose. So nobody likes to talk about the risk. For me, I like to get into stocks that, aren't not, that are not just like running through the roof, okay? Because, why is that? Because if I can get into a stock that's just starting to come out of consolidation, that is just starting to uh, push higher, that's just starting to become a game changer of some kind, or, or on, the, on the other side, a stock that's just starting to bounce off of a key support level, well, I know that I can keep a, a, my, my stop loss just below that key support level and maybe have like a 1% or 2% stop loss. And then if I'm right on the trade, that stock's probably going to ride up 4 to 5%. So if I have a 1% stop loss and I make 4%, I just made 4 to 1 on that uh, trade you know, versus what I risked. And so if my losing... Or if my if I make three percent and my average loser is is one and a half percent, then I'm making two to one on my my trades. And and since I trade over fifty percent on my success rate, that's actually pretty darn good. Um, that's that that's extraordinary, quite honestly. So so you have to keep you have to keep the risk under control. And when you don't, the profits are meaningless. You, they just they get they get overshadowed by the losses and you don't want that you want the profits to mean something and the only way you can get the profits to mean something in trading is by keeping the losses minimized so so i yeah i like to put my stops in areas where if if that stop stop loss is triggered there's something fundamentally wrong with the trade not fundamentally in the traditional sense like pe ratio or anything like that but fundamentally wrong like there is something absolutely wrong with the trade and uh, there's no disputing that I don't need to be in it any longer and I need to move on now that doesn't mean the stock's going to just like crash to nothing but it violates the thesis so that means don't go into a trade where you know you're getting at a hundred dollars and you just arbitrarily say ah I'm just going to just set it at 98 percent 98 dollars my stop loss because I don't want to lose anything there well that 98 dollars may be in the middle of like a of a gap fill or something like that, or just in the middle of nowhere that it's very easy for the trade just in its normal ups and downs accidentally gets it triggered. What you want to do is you want to find, let's say at $97 that there is a very key support level there that, you know, if it's broken, something is wrong with that stock, that thing's heading lower probably. So you want to put your stop loss a few ticks below that price point so that you know that if that, price level is triggered that you want to be out of that stock like you do not want to be in that stock any longer so 
The key then becomes that I'm trying to find an entry point where the uh, stop loss and uh, the place where I get long at are very close to each other. So I want to be able to get in at maybe like 98.50 and put a stop loss at $97 or $96.95 or something like that and and know that, okay, if it drops much further, I'm going to be out of the trade. But if it goes up, okay, taking, you know, a little bit of close to about one and a half percent of losses, you know, at max. But if that stock goes up and goes from like 98.50 up to 105, then I've just made 7% on like one and a half percent that I risked. So that's where the magic in trading is at. That is where you're going to see your profits, you know, over the course of a year really pile up is when you can keep that risk tight. And so, you know, like you take a stock like Tesla, Tesla can move really fast, really quick and everything, but it's not always a really good trade setup. In fact, sometimes it can be a very difficult trade setup because the only place that you can put the stop loss is maybe like five or 6% below the, the current entry point that you would want to get in at. So that doesn't make for a very easy trading, very easy trading situation because then, then you got to find a, um, you got, you got to hope that you can make around 12 to 13% to really justify why you got into the trade in the first place. So then that's really starts messing up with your um, risk reward ratio because you don't, there's a good chance you're probably not going to make 12 or 13% on that Tesla trade. And, and, but you were risking way too much to, to be getting into that trade in the first place. So, and it's just not with Tesla. I mean, there's, there's bazillions of stocks out there that have just tons and tons of volatility. And as a result, oftentimes their price or their stop loss is far too large to take on uh, in relation to, to the amount of reward that you might be able to get out of that trade. So you got to stay away from those trades. That doesn't mean that you stay away from volatile trades. I trade stocks that are volatile all the time, but they got to have this right, you know, stop loss for me. They got, I've got to be able to get into these volatile trade setups, you know, and I'm not talking about like, you know, you know, penny stock, you know, uh, biotech trades. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm simply talking about getting into trades where, yeah, there might be like a beta of two or three in the trade, but I can get in at a point to where I know that if it crosses below a near a nearby support level of maybe like one and a half, two or three percent away. Once that breaks, I know that I don't want to be in the stop loss any or in the stock anymore. And my stop loss will be triggered and I'll be moving on to the next trade. And the other uh, other reason for that is, too, is, is that you don't want to have a 10 percent stop loss. Right. And and you play the trade and, and you're waiting now for like months on end, waiting for that 10 percent for, for, for the stock to do something. It might not do nothing. And and in the meantime, you're just stuck in a trade that can't trigger you out in a in a very stop you out very quickly because it's got such a wide stop loss. It's just not going to hit it in a very timely fashion. I mean, for me, when I get into a trade, I want to know if I'm going to be right or wrong as soon as possible. I want that stock to be on the verge of making that move or failing to make that move 
right out of the gate. That's what I want. So for me, most of the time, if the stock isn't doing something after like a week, maybe two weeks, I'm going to be out of that trade. But there's no way that I'm going to tie up my capital in one trade if it's not doing anything. I'd rather just move on to the next trade, find a trade that will uh, put, give, give me a good risk reward opportunity and one that I can find out if I'm going to be wrong or right in a fairly quick uh, manner. So, so that's just some of the uh, approaches that I have to trading, how, how I take on um, risk reward. So remember, trade what you see. We talked about that briefly here at the beginning. We talked about it in the last episode that I highly recommend that you go back and listen to. This episode, we talk about managing the risk, and that is so important. And I hope that you've got a little bit more of an understanding of what that means to manage the risk on the trade. And then finally, and this will be the next um, podcast episode, and that will wrap up the entire series, this three-part series that I've done, and that will be letting the profits take care of themselves. And I've kind of gotten a little bit into that so far. Um, and that sounds like kind of a funny thing to to. To consider when when you're trading and that's what your whole purpose of trading is is to to make money and why would you let that just take care of itself and and i'll explain that in the next uh, podcast episode but if you're interested i'd highly uh highly recommend that you join me in the share pointer splash zone that is my uh, uh premium service that i offer on shareplanner.com it is a um service that provides you with all of my stock trades it provides you with the stop losses the tight just like the ones that i talked about in this podcast video uh, episode here they're tight the rewards are nice and and i uh, highly recommend you try it out it has a free seven-day trial it comes with a chat room you get um all of my alerts via text email and the chat room as well and with each trade you're going to like I said, you're going to get my stop loss, profits, rational, rationale for trading, and you're going to get the charts in and why I'm trading those stocks. And, and as I become more profitable in each position, then I continue to raise the stop loss in each position as well. So highly recommend that you join in on that fun and um, you got nothing to lose. And it's a seven days. If you don't like it, you can cancel it any time, but definitely encourage you to jump in there and try it for yourself. That's going to be it for this episode. Um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com. And I'd be happy to hear from you and answer any questions that you might have. In the meantime, have a great day of trading and God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Shareplanner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at Shareplanner on Twitter and on Shareplanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless you.